0: Welcome to Money Talks with me, Gerald, Mr. G. Mwandi Ambira, and it's good to be back on Money Talks. And today's particular podcast is something which is going to be quite interesting. It's something which I've discovered on my financial planning journey in terms of how you can achieve and start creating what they call perpetual wealth. Now, perpetual wealth is basically the kind of wealth which doesn't end so you want to be in that situation where you actually start creating wealth which creates more income than is possible for you to consume and really this is really exciting because that's really the essence of wealth creation um we did in the last podcast talk about intergenerational wealth perpetual wealth is that it's that place where you are now achieving consistent returns in terms of being able to beat the amount of money you save through a lifetime now to get started on perpetual wealth we need to first understand that when it comes to creation of wealth or making wealth happen, you need to realize that money and wealth is driven more by emotions than our ability. So when you look at people who are successful in life or successful in creating wealth, you find that they are governed more by having steady emotions as opposed to being particularly bright or clever there there's no shortage of money in the world so it's not like when there's an economic crisis people have to scramble and the money will finish no it's just about those who decide what they think is important to them and consistently walk the path of what they believe is important and remember it's part of that um, sacrifice commitment and discipline which we spoke of um, in our newsletter where you need to have those three elements because once you are focused and once you have that determination and drive to see it through you will definitely be able to survive you'll be able to create wealth in a lifetime we all see the stock market crash and rise we've seen global pandemics and in our lifetime we've seen you know things go horribly right in some instances and go horribly wrong i mean i'm one who can actually share an experience having grown up um, in zimbabwe where i grew up in a steady stable economy which turned south and never recovered still recovering to this day and you know, if you start being governed by emotions, you'll be too terrified to ever make um, good financial judgments. So it's important that you decide what is important to you. You maintain your sacrifice, commitment and discipline and realize that the biggest enemy to wealth creation is probably debt because 75% of the average South African household income is spent servicing debt, which is 75% of what people are earning today is uh, being spent on something they've already consumed in the past. And that's a really, really scary thing. Now... When we start to understand how debt works and how it impacts on wealth creation, we realize that when it comes to creating wealth, it's not just about cash flow. Now, let's get this cash flow theory out. Now, cash flow is basically the amount of money you have flowing through your life. It comes in and it goes out. And what you need to do is to reach a stage where you're able to essentially have more money than you spend and significantly more so for example someone who borrows money and pays it off all their life will end up with a net result of no money versus someone who for example borrows um or saves money to buy things essentially it's the same effect if if I save to buy um off things it's really a matter of I end up with zero. There's nothing more on top of that. It's the same as borrowing and paying off. So what we need to do is to have that mentality where We move away from the poverty mentality of saying it's an either or situation when we make decisions, but rather start trying to test ourselves to have it all because those who believe and succeed in wealth creation are those who earnestly work hard and do achieve that place where they can have it all. Now, returning to that cash flow discussion, what we want to do in life is to essentially not have a life of average most people when they look at their investments they talk about the average rate of return on average i'm making this amount you're not making that average because often when you're looking at investment funds average returns you're looking at unrealized profits or losses it's just a theoretical number the person who actually can enjoy life is the person who has reached that point where in life they've been able to take out their profits they've been able to enjoy their money and find satisfaction in how their money has served them and it's important that we find this satisfaction because traditional financial planning will encourage you to just manage your cash flow whereas we're trying to really become above the traditional financial planning model and say, no, let's create free cash flow. Let's have a surplus. Let's have abundance. And in order for you to start having abundance, you also need to start realizing that you are your own money manager and understand that when you've got free cash flow, you're able to have that measure of financial performance where you always have money left over for life and i think that is the most important thing about wealth creation having money left over for life So one can actually equate and say that free cash flow is equal to happiness. And how do I mean free cash flow is equal to happiness? Let's have a look. siren was there to just wake you up and make you make sure we're still together now we were discussing free cash flow which i equated to happiness now free cash flow was that thing which i said you know you it's the extra money you have so every month you live and having excess is free cash flow now, when you have free cash flow, you also want to reduce your investment costs as well as the taxes because the more money you have, the more tax you attract, and the more costs which underlie all investments which can affect you. But ultimately, those who live with excess are those who find happiness because we all find happiness in purchasing assets and experiences. So, purchasing assets and experiences, you no? Know, driving the the, the, the car you want, living in the home you want. That's an asset you experience happiness and joy with Um, or experiences going on holidays, seeing the world and discovering new things. Those are experiences which bring happiness, not things. You can't just purchase things. You need to have particular experiences and assets. Also, you tend to find that people find happiness in spending time and money on others so one of the most fulfilling experiences of having free cash flow is being able to share Um, and this talks to some of the challenges you face in south africa things like black tax etc you wouldn't call it black tax if you have free cash flow it's you being able to be generous to your family and friends and that will bring you a sense of fulfillment as you spend time as well as money on others now remember time is the currency of wealth so those who do not have time have not really started tapping into their wealth the one thing you do not want to in your life right now is to worry about money as this destroys your ability to find joy if you worry about money you cannot enjoy life and often you want to try and live a life where you are enjoying life um, another point of finding happiness is lending so giving actually is one of the healthiest antidotes to life being able to give but you cannot give if you're someone who doesn't have excess if you do not create that free cash flow you cannot simply find um, that free excess which allows you to be able to to a giver now one of the principles which most traditional financial planning would preach about is that it's important to save now There's a fine line between saving for purpose and hoarding. Now, hoarding is simply just accumulating without true purpose. Now, be careful that your savings do not actually turn into a liability because if you're hoarding money or just saving with no true structure or plan, you're simply attracting fees, taxes, inflation and interest costs, as well as making your savings essentially a liability, which never really grows in time. So you need to realize that when you are talking saving, be very specific as to what you want to achieve as well as understand what wealth is. And I've already explained it in our newsletter that the currency of wealth is time because we sell time to create other forms of wealth. And one form of wealth is money. Um, But there's lots of different forms in which wealth can be expressed and ultimately those who have the most time are the wealthiest people because they do not have to worry about the physical and physiological needs um, of life now wealth can also be interpreted as security so remember it's not just money it's security knowing that i'm safe i don't have to worry about my health knowing that i don't have to worry about my children's education knowing that i don't have to worry about robbers coming and taking everything i own that's an interpretation of wealth and also you know wealth is essentially anything that you cannot replace now if you cannot replace it then it's an expression of wealth anything that you can replace can technically be not considered true wealth which would mean that you know even money is not true wealth but time security um, family time and memories those are the true expressions of wealth now in order for you to start really enjoying um wealth and start walking towards this journey of being able to create perpetual wealth which is wealth which essentially you know refuses to die (laughs) you need to essentially first have a desire now the word desire comes from latin root words dio sire deo is god sire means birth so god birthed is a desire something that is birthed by god is a desire so you need to have a desire so i equate that to our sacrifice if you do not have a desire or a sacrifice or goal you cannot actually start being able to create the perpetual wealth you need to also have determination determination is akin to our commitment you know remember we said sacrifice commitment discipline commitment is very important when you start talking um being able to enter and start creating that perpetual wealth that you need um you need to have a determination and through your desire and determination you decide now decide again root words latin the word sede side means to kill suicide homicide Decide. Decide means to kill whatever thoughts you are having which prevent you from being positive in life. Decide means kill whatever thing is preventing you from making the right decision in terms of being able to create that wealth. Kill it. Decide. And finally you need to have discipline. Discipline is important in terms of you know we spoke about it um root word of discipline is disciplina. Disciplina doesn't mean punishment Disciplina means to teach or to learn so discipline means learn along the way as you start living life learn from your experiences learn from things that haven't worked and be able to make decisions which allow you to to start learning because when you start learning you're able to change your life and one of the greatest learnings in life is caused by disgust disgust be means you know that feeling you have when you wake up and you are not happy with your life when everything is not okay and you want to change it you can no longer tolerate walking the path you're on you need that disgust that that push which says you know what i am going to decide to kill this version of myself and create a new version So it's, it's very important that, you know, we, we take these steps towards walking towards perpetual wealth. We need to realize that savings must be an asset. So if you are saving, make sure that your savings are an asset, that they're economically viable. Your savings are re- re- resources and you can actually enjoy them as tangible um, resources. Do not be a person who's simply hoarding. Uh, money and thinking that you're saving because hoarding is not the same thing as being being able to create wealth because when you're hoarding you're actually putting yourself in a situation where you might not actually be able to fully enjoy um, the hard work or the fruits of your labor now (coughs) one of the things we need to bear in mind is that one of the greatest enemies to wealth creation when you're living with cash flow of money coming in and going out is that tax will always be a problem. So when you start looking for the ultimate perpetual wealth tool, you need something that will avoid tax or have no tax. You want something that has a guarantee because when you want to create perpetual wealth, you don't want to have the risk of loss. And also you want to have minimal fees and flexibility in terms of you being able to keep that particular vehicle um, for for wealth creation as well as something that is safe and gives you a competitive yield now what could that thing be what can you actually do to start tapping into the perpetual wealth because you need to understand that it's possible it's possible for you to be in that space where you know um, you can enjoy a hedge against inflation, a hedge against currency, as well as be able to actually start being in that space where generational wealth occurs freely. Now, it's important to also have control in whatever vehicle you use for perpetual wealth creation and perpetual wealth creation is actually not a secret. Um, many of the wealthiest people in the world know it's the one way of ensuring and guaranteeing wealth transfer. So if you consider Warren Buffett, who is the one of the richest men in the world, um, who's the owner of um, Berkshire, Berkshire Hathaway, um, will tell you that his favorite and best investment is in a company called Geico. That's General Insurance Company of America. Very huge company. The simple reason is because he has spoken and said quite often that the best investment you can have for perpetual wealth creation is actually the life insurance policy. So a life insurance policy is a tool for creating perpetual wealth now most people don't see it that way because you know we are all consumed by the fact that we must enjoy life but remember we did speak when we spoke about generational wealth that wealth is actually being able to transfer into the next generation which is why you find the the wealthiest people when they die they have multiple life insurance policies with huge premiums but the actual payouts are enormous and the reason why they're enormous is because it's the one way of guaranteeing wealth transfer to the next generation now, if we do quick numbers for example if you are um healthy midlife 35 and want a life insurance policy you could which is late 35 by the way but let's say you're 35 and you take out a life insurance policy for 10 million rand you will pay a premium of about five thousand rand on average it's assuming you don't have pre-existing conditions now for you to get 10 million rand and uh, you need at, at 5,000 Rand per month. It means it's this equivalent of saving for 2,000 months on a, just a flat nominal rate. Divide that 2,000 months by 12. It's the same as you paying 5,000 Rand to receive 166 years worth of contributions. And let's say you're getting a 50% return on these amazing um investments you're still looking at um 83 years of contribution immediately available the day after you take out that life policy can you understand you will never work 83 years and earn an income for 83 years however you can have a vehicle which allows you to enjoy that benefit now imagine you multiply that policy two three four times by the time you pass on you are now in that space where you're leaving that generational wealth which we've been talking about where we know suddenly that you know we we have achieved the thing which we desire which is to be in that space where we have created generational wealth so i would definitely say you know as part of your perpetual wealth strategy ensure that you Embrace the life insurance policy. Ensure that you always pay those premiums. Now, the reason why not everyone enjoys this perpetual wealth transfer is because only 8% of life insurance policies um remain in force by the year by the by the year eight so most people don't actually stick to the plan most people can understand how it works but very few people stick to the plan so the younger you are you're underwritten at a much healthier um rate your premium is much lower and it grows with you You remember life policy you can link it to inflation it can grow above inflation in terms of the growth we are talking perpetual wealth because perpetual wealth is only kicked off after the first generation perpetual wealth cannot be called perpetual wealth in the lifetime of one person however once it's transferred you now have a scenario where those who walk into that wealth have time paid forward they have that ability to always consistently enjoy free cash flow it's not enough for you to borrow and pay off or simply save and buy because that kind of life is going to lead to zero the day you die zero doesn't matter whether you never had debt and you saved and bought everything or you bought everything on debt the day you die it's zero but if you actually have invested in understanding how various life insurance policies can work in your favor you are never going to end up with a zero you're going to end up passing um, a legacy to your next generation and best of all it won't even attract tax or anything along those lines so let's embrace um, this tool and also just realize that when you have that peace of mind, you are able to also start looking at other types of investments which allow you to live. So it is important to live, but at the most important part of living is also being knowing that if something should happen to you, you have created perpetual wealth. So if you were listening and hoping for some fantastic, fancy solution, which is there for perpetual wealth. No, it's just a simple and humble life insurance policy. Um, If you stick to the goal, trust me, your children and your grandchildren will definitely benefit from your created wealth. If you watch television and movies a lot, you know, uh, families are, are created around individuals who sacrificed and committed and had the discipline to invest in the future generation. Be that person who is looked upon and that person who at family gatherings is always remembered for having started off the wealth creation cycle by investing and deciding. Deciding, decide, decide, side, kill off the old self. So decided to create wealth for the future generation, having discipline, determination and desire. And obviously applying the SCD principle, which is sacrifice, commitment and discipline. You too can be in that place of creating perpetual wealth. Perpetual wealth means that that policy is not the only thing you're invested in but it would allow you to appreciate and realize that um, there are so many flexibilities and nuances which go with life policies there are so many different types of them there's those which are linked to the investment those which are level some which grow you know and even in different markets you can link them to hard currency etc etc but it's just one component but this is the probably the most critical component which will allow you and guarantee you to be in that situation where you can create wealth for the next generation perpetual wealth now for social media it's at ask gerald cfp ask at ask gerald cfp let's keep those conversations going and you know enjoy Um, creating wealth together and starting to share some of these secrets let's not just live for the moment let's live for the lifetime and really enjoy that free cash flow every day of our lives thank you very much